the living deep. Traveling through time and space, it's the podcast of timey wimey proportions, Podcastica. Now, here's John and Taylor. Thank you, Irving, and hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 96 of Podcastica here on NOTLG.com. We watched The Eaters of Light this week. My name is John, and joining me this week, as he does every week, is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, how's it going? Oh, boy, is it going? Uh, Well, happy Father's Day, everyone. Yes, happy Father's Day to you, sir. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It was uh, quite enjoyable, though quite sweltering. I think we got to 111 in Livermore today. My goodness. That is... Yeah. We got to 103, I think. Yikes. That's that's up there. Oh, um, yeah. But luckily, luckily, early yesterday morning, I got out and both fixed a window switch and the AC fan in my car because both of them managed to break in the past couple weeks, so... Oh, geez. Yeah. I needed, I needed both. Yeah. Yes, you did. <laughs> and luckily... They all work now, so I'm very happy about that. And and I had a great Father's Day. It was nice. The kids were a delight, and I got a very cute "My Patronus is a TARDIS" uh, T-shirt. Nice. That I will I will soon be sporting once the uh, fragrance of tea public has uh, worn off. It kind of smells like fresh <laughs> paint when you get one of these shirts uh, <laughs> from them. Yeah. So, Surprise. Yeah. Most, most. Yeah. I know. Most of the day has been spent inside, uh, hiding from the sun. Oh yeah, I bet. Sun is evil. It is evil. I hate it. I do not like it at all. But uh, Taylor, we have yet again another special guest with us. You can find our next guest contributing to the Australian-based Doctor Who show podcast, and you can find him moderating the wonderfully delightful time scoop cast uh he's the reason or at least one of the reasons i believe everything happens for a reason please welcome directly from the death zone mr mike solko sir wow i'm i'm the reason things happen that's that's news to me i just feel like a freelance (laughs) contributor out here just kind of in the wind so to speak you're the reason everything happens for a reason oh okay well thank you for that so yeah you know why I'm, i'm gonna have to bring some a game tonight well yeah and i say that because if I had not made the decision to wear a Finn Balor shirt <laughs> and sit where I did in the main hall at Gallifrey that one year, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. That is true. Wonderful meet cute back at Gallifrey. Yeah. Uh, gosh, was that 2015? I think so, yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. They're, they're stacking up fast. Yes, they are. Uh, sir, how are you? I'm, I'm doing pretty good, thank you. Um, it's it's kind of funny. I uh, was talking about season 27 not that long ago, the hypothetical season 27. Uh, Twin Peaks is back on the air. Now I'm talking yeah. about a script by Rona Monroe. It's everything feels like the late 80s, early 90s again. <laughs> <laughs> must okay. must explain why all these kids are wearing Nirvana shirts. Yeah, I know. I feel like I need to break out some cassette tapes or something here. Where's my boombox? That sounds wonderful. You should find that. <laughs> I know. I could. So. We watched Years of Light. Shall we uh, get into the abundance of Who news we have? There is quite a bit this week. Taylor, if you will. Yeah, uh, gladly. Rachel Talale, who is directing the next, well, last uh, few episodes of Doctor Who here, actually really has a vision for and wants to direct a She-Hulk movie. Uh, I'm very down with this. Yeah, I, I'm on board with everything she does. Uh, I was a fan going back to the Last Nightmare on Elm Street Part Six, which she directed. So, uh, Ruby, yeah, I, really? Yeah, um, she was. She was. She's actually been involved in all original six movies, but she directed the final one, uh, Freddy's Dead. Yeah. Oh, huh. I had no Interesting. Idea. Yeah, so it's kind of fun if you ever get a chance to check out the DVD on that. There's lots of special features, and you actually get to learn how to pronounce her last name. Which I probably just screwed up, didn't I? <laughs> Everybody screws it up. Uh, it's Talale. Talale. So, yeah, but Talale. but it's usually you hear more Talale and things along those lines. So, well, yeah. yeah that's, okay, so it just puts the accent in completely a different place. Talale. 
<laughs> yeah. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, I'm a big fan of hers. Um, and as Wonder Woman has shown us, there is a market out there for superhero movies featuring a female lead. So, so yes. please bring us more and bring us quality movies by people like Rachel Talalay, Patty Jenkins, so on and so forth. Here, here. I'm all for that. Definitely. Well, speaking of, of big names here, Sir Derek Jacoby will be reprising his role as the master for a big Finnish Time War spin-off series to be released in December. Now, this is exciting. Yes, very exciting. Yeah. I, I, you know, the sad thing is I thought they were going to announce the new series of Vienna. So I'm probably the only big Finnish person out there who was like a little disappointed by this news. But once <laughs> I got over it. I was on board completely. I, I think especially with having lost John Hurt, this is going to be a great opportunity to expand more on the time war that's that's going on. And and because uh, they're also doing the the Eighth Doctor stuff as well as some other time war series are coming in the loop. So um, and, you know, we got, what, 30 minutes of that master. So yeah. it's going to yeah. be really fantastic to be able to see him in an expanded role now. Yeah, and definitely. And to be able to see him, you know, not as uh, what Professor Yana to see him actually as uh the master so that will be that'll be a treat yes that'll be i'm i'm all for this did you guys check out the trailer yet no uh no no i haven't i I don't feel like this is really a spoiler but it ends with one of the best master laughs you'll ever hear oh perfect yeah if there's any doubt left that this is going to be special (laughs) it's going to be very cool awesome awesome yes uh and speaking of the master um and and i originally had put consider the following spoilers but not so much now uh, it looks as though John Sims Master, definitely, we can say that now, having seen the, the next week trailer, will return in episode 11. Um, yes. Things are about to get exciting. Yes, they are. Things are about to get very interesting indeed. Now, I know uh, I remember seeing the actual BBC Next Time trailer. I guess they actually cut a different one for BBC America last night. Really? Uh Yes, and and I, I took a peek at that um, because somebody had basically like filmed it with their phone off the TV, <laughs> and it actually has um, a little uh, segment of Missy and the Master dancing. Oh my God, are you serious? Yeah, I'm not. I'm dead serious. Yeah, that was definitely not in the trailer I saw. No, it was not. No, it wasn't. In, in, but in fact, the, what the BBC trailer had, it was just, you know, it's like John, it's like John Sim just tacked on to the end there. And I'm like, okay, that gives me no context. That's like, why why would you even do that? I don't know. Just, I, I mean, I'm still excited. <laughs> well, I, don't get me wrong, I am too, but, you know. Uh, yeah, apparently the BBC America trailer was, was a little bit different. That is interesting. It'll be a bonkers episode, man. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, sadly, the Doctor Who experience in Cardiff is scheduled to close on Saturday, September 9th of this year. Sad. Have, has anyone... Uh, I'm pretty sure Taylor hasn't gone. Uh, Mike, no, no, I, no, nobody's yeah, gone. haven't been. Um, I'm thinking about starting a GoFundMe right now. <laughs> Might as well. Yeah, you know, it'd be, it'd be really a great thing. You know, people have got stuff going on in their lives, but please give me money to go see the Doctor Who experience. <laughs> you never know. Well, yeah, people could do that. People give other people money for ridiculous reasons all the time. Completely ridiculous reasons. And I'll I'll put a link to a lot of these stories in the show notes, but this one in particular, I know they're planning a few things during the summer. They're going to be adding some um some of the items and stuff from uh season 10 here. Um I think they're going to uh show off the restored Yeti costume uh that Mike Tucker's been working on and I think they are planning a um, like a record-breaking Doctor Who cosplay day. Like they're they're shooting to break. I'm I'm assuming a Guinness record, uh, or or set one at least. Uh, but all that will be in the link, which will be in the show notes. Nice. Yeah, yeah. definitely. You know, I kind of want to go like the last week it's open because I have a feeling at that point it's just going to be kind of like you know here's Jelly Babies ten packs for a pound and like you know just just get all this tat out of there. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, clearance sales on everything. Yeah, that would be the time to go, wouldn't it? Oh, jelly beefs sound good right now. Uh, <laughs> apparently, my sweet tooth is acting up. <clears throat> well, lastly tonight, Chris Chibnall reveals via the Radio Times that he has some bold ideas for Series Eleven of Doctor Who. Naturally, fans will panic, but Chibnall is quoted as saying, "I had ideas about what I wanted to do with it." He said, "When I went to them and said this is what I would do, I actually expected them to be like, ooh, let's let's talk about that.'" 
But they said great. So I'm hoping that that bodes well. But I think, yes, all of mm-hmm. fandom will have a bit of a freak out and then we'll get over it. Now, did you read the rest of that article? Um, I did, but it was a few days ago at this point. Uh, I believe it said that, or they asked him if he would do a series arc, and he said it's not out of the realm of possibility. So yes, what do you guys remember. think of an entire series arc? I don't even know. I don't know what I think. We're just throwing it out there. <laughs> it's It's a really big gamble. Uh, one of the biggest benefits of Doctor Who is that it can be anything, and often it is anything. It can be a historical one week, a science fiction story the next, a comedy the next. So when you have that big arc like that, the problem is if it's not very good or if it doesn't strike your fancy, then you're kind of stuck writing it out or just moving on. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think one of the things that to look at is, is it going to be very on course where each part follows the overarching story, say like um, Dalek Master Plan back in the 60s? Um, where even though there was kind of some wonky sidesteps, it was all generally one story for 12 weeks? Or is it going to be more like the key to time or the trial of a time lord where you have a big story, but there's different components that make up that larger story? And I really hope it's the latter because I think that would be a good way to keep people on board. Um, I think people have kind of drifted off over the last few years that maybe the, the arcs haven't been as strong overall. So this would be a good opportunity maybe to get the casual viewer back on board. I would I okay. would be fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree with that. But uh but praise Omega for this idea of radical changes. It's yes. it's needed. Yes it is. Yeah, I'm all for a shake up. If I I I feel like I've said it before, but I feel like for as much change as is inherent in loving Doctor Who, um fans we can be the most resistant to change. And I don't really know why that is. It's it's part of being a fan, especially yeah. this show. Oh, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and I, I love Moffat. I, I have very little critical to say of him. Um, perhaps the only person who loves Moffat more than me is friend of the show, Lauren Gallo. But uh, even loving Moffat, I'm ready for a change. You know, it's it's just I need a different energy and a different vibe to what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's just it, it is. I mean, he's done some great work and I think he's changed things up a few times over. But getting a new person behind the scenes is really going to give it a different feeling. And it's just time. Agreed. Uh, yeah. Agreed. I'm sorry I said that, Lauren Gallo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. We're going to get a letter. Yeah. The, a, a handwritten letter. Oh, boy. I know, right? Probably. Anyway. So, this week we watched The Eaters of Light, uh, starring Peter Capaldi as the Doctor, Pearl Mackey as Bill, Matt Lucas as Nardole, Michelle Gomez as Missy and Rebecca Benson as Carr. Um, more on that later. Uh, <laughs> it was written by Rona Monroe and directed by Charles Palmer. And it first aired June 17th, 2017. And it is the 10th story of season 10. And uh, I guess we don't have any story notes. Not really. Nothing. I jumped into TARDIS Wikia just before we started recording, and I'm like scrolling through, and I'm like, yeah, we'll wind up talking about that. We'll wind up talking about that. We'll wind up talking about that. There's really nothing that would add greatly to our discussion. So there you go. I, I think the only thing of note really is that this is the only time there's been a writer who's worked on the pre on the classic series as well as the new series. You know, Indeed. we've had directors, people behind the scenes, actors, but no writers until now. That's absolutely true. There you go. Yeah. Oh, and, and one other note I saw is there are now officially more women who've written for Doctor Who than people named Stephen. <laughs> Perfect. There's your show note. There it is. I like that very much. So, Taylor, as always, you have a world-famous trademark synopsis for us. <laughs> We're going to work on getting that registered, too. Sure, why not? Okay. Well, all to settle a debate, the Doctor takes Bill and Nardle back to 2nd century Aberdeen to find out what became of the Ninth Roman Legion. In doing so, they help shape history and find themselves against what may be the most classic Who-ish, Who-ish? Who-ish? The classic Who-ish episode of New Who. Okay, so, Mike, we've briefly spoken about this season. Um, Care to elaborate on your feelings about this season? Yeah, um, so so this is complicated. I think this has been a very competent season of Doctor Who. I think there's been some very decent stories along the way. 
a lot of stuff maybe in the seven out of 10 range. Uh, but for the most part, I just, I don't really feel passionate about it, which is a sad place to be as a who fan. I, I think Bill is amazing. I love the pilot. I think the pilot was wonderful. Um, but like the monk three parter, it started out very strongly and it just kind of fell further and further in my esteem as it went on, uh, which, you know, when you have a three part story in the middle of the season that can really drag things down. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I like knock, knock more than most people did. Um, I thought, uh, thin ice was all right. And, uh, oxygen didn't work for me either, even though I know that's another one a lot of people love. So, so getting to this point, um, this is part of why I'm ready for a change is even with these strong actors, I just don't feel like there's anything really drawing me into the show. Interesting. Yeah. So again, it's, it's not a bad season. I don't know, aside from maybe the last two parts of the monk story, if there's anything I would point out, it's just really, really hating but I just, I'm not feeling it. And, and it's too bad because I think that really, maybe this is something I'll come back to in, in years ahead and be able to say, wow, that is a lot of fun to be able to watch. So, you know, there we go. I will, um, I will, I will agree with you on points of that because uh, Amber and Kobe are a bit behind um, on Dr. Who. So like last night uh, we got them caught up on pyramid at the end of the world. And looking at that again, having seen how the whole, of the monk trilogy played out i was like yeah this actually is really kind of a weak episode it's i i've loved how like i really have enjoyed this season and i love how they are really kind of like each episode really comes to be tackling a very topical theme or a topical aspect of uh you know our society right now and that that's fantastic i love doctor who doing that and i and i hope to see more of that um but yeah, looking at some of the stuff, you know, once we've all seen it played out, especially the Monk trilogy, it was kind of like, wow, this, yeah, this isn't quite as good, but it's still, I think on the whole, like you said, a very competent season. Um, and I'm, I know that I've come out and said, hey, you know, series nine was amazing. And, and I felt like series 10 was kind of on par to match that and i and i think in some ways it will but just for different reasons if that makes any sense at all yeah absolutely you know and, and i think part of what also disappoints me is i think bill is a fantastic character but when i look at bill at the end of the pilot versus bill where she's at now i, I don't feel like they've really done very much with her as far as emotional character growth or, or learning i think she's been a great companion and a lot of fun in these stories but when you only have the character for 12 or 13 stories you know, you, it, it's getting close to the end here. And and I just don't feel like we've seen a lot of growth. And, and that disappoints me because I feel like she could have been a, one of the top and most amazing companions. And I feel like she's going to be gone before we even get a chance to really see what she's capable of. Yeah, I think that's the most disappointing thing about the changing of the guard is it sounds like everybody's going to be gone. I mean, I guess there could be a slight chance that she comes back, but I think it's just going to be... Chibnall's crew which I mean you know we don't get any I mean I I also love Bill but I mean if if some people feel the way that you do Mike about it uh we can't get a redemption for her you know and and again I don't want to make it sound like I dislike the no, no 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 I, I, I like her in every story it's just I've hoped for more out of the plots and the scripts yep I hear you yeah. I yeah. hear you <laughs> But what so, did you? Th- I, don't, I don't know. I feel like I've dragged the whole thing down now. I mean, well, I, no, I'm, no. Thanks for joining us, Mike. Yeah. If you want to plug anything. <laughs> um, well, what did you think of this episode then? Loved it. Um, I came into this episode with very guarded expectations. Um, Survival from Classic Who is one of my favorite stories. Uh, it was written by Ro- Rona Monroe, uh, and it was the very final story of Classic Who. So I tried to just look at this through clean eyes. You know, don't don't bring anything to it. And I think it's one of the strongest one-off stories they've done in a very long time. Taylor? I'm, you know what? I'm inclined to agree. Um, I feel like uh, I was getting so many uh, classic Who vibes off this story. And, and it, it felt really good. It felt like in a lot of ways, I'm going to do a terrible job explaining this, but I, I feel like, like this was like, like Doctor Who unplugged, basically. Like this, this was like stripped back a little bit. The story was fairly simple and straightforward, um, but it also had that kind of. Um, oh man, I, I know there was a probably a few fourth Doctor stories. Those are the ones that keep popping into my head, where you know it's like, hey, they go somewhere. 
like literally just to settle a debate to figure out what happened. You know, hey, yeah. <laughs> I saw this in a history book. Well, let's go check it out. Let's go see what actually happened. Um, and, and that kind of a one-off story just really harkens kind of back to that era for me. So, you know, the way that everything kind of was uh, laid out and then we get this, you know, little bit of, uh, uh, well, I want to call it Missy excitement toward the end, uh, kind of to, to uh, dovetail into next week's episode. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really did enjoy it. It was well done. We were in caves yet again. <laughs> oh, caves. Oh, caves. Indeed. There were a couple moments where I went, you know, in the back of my head and went, this week on Game of Thrones, um, just based mm-hmm. on the outfits and, yeah. and you know, the, the, the kind of darkness of it all. And there was good witty banter. And I think Bill, I mean, I, I feel like we've had some some growth in her. I feel like her whole uh, speech to the remnants of the, the ninth Legion, uh, Lucius and, and, and his guys, I, I feel like that is maybe not something that she would have done in episode one or episode two. I think her time with the doctor is, is kind of growing her in that way where she can be like, look, I can't guarantee that you're not going to die, but you're not going to die in a cave. You know, let's, yeah. let's do something. Let's go out there. Let's make this happen. So I feel like we have seen some growth. Would I love to see more? Of course. Are we going to get that? Probably not in the next two and a half episodes. Yeah, we'll see. Um, You guys mentioned how this kind of feels like the most classic of the new Who episodes. I kind of wish the monster, as great as it looked, um, I kind of wish it was a rubber costume. I wish it was a man in suit. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, because I agree. It it felt like such... It it would have been just... They could have just plucked it out of the 70s or 80s. That it was just... That would have been... Yeah, I I mean, I think all New Who fans would have been like, what is happening? But everyone else would have been like, this is great. Yeah, New Who fans all would have been thinking they were watching... uh, What was the Shyamalan film where... uh... Oh wait, I'm gonna spoil it. Never mind. Uh, but yeah. anyway, yeah, you haven't seen the village oh, yet. The village. Um, but, yeah, yeah. But yeah. You know they're gonna think who's who's hiding in one of those masks. Yeah, I I I don't know. I just I did I got that vibe off of it for sure. And I also just I absolutely loved this episode. I thought it was it was fantastic. Um, I I feel like the monster was actually inspired by the light up USB cable I've got in my car. Oh my god. Okay, so. <laughs> You you need to invest in those and and uh, try and sell them at Gallifrey next year as the. I, uh, so, I had so many people compliment me on that thing. It was just uh, carrying my battery around to keep my phone powered and it was you so, know, oh, man, dim so... rooms and everybody's like, oh my god, dude, that's so cool. Yeah. it's got this, this little like moving light across the cord as it's charging my phone. It's amazing. Uh, I I want one now more than ever. But uh, I thought the design Should of the... I put a link to them in the show notes? Too? Yeah, do, do it. I'm, okay. Yeah. I'll probably end up getting one. I know, right? Um, I thought... I, I really enjoyed... Like, I, I, I joke that, you know, rubber-suited monster. But I really actually enjoyed the design of this monster. Um, I thought mm-hmm. it was really cool. And, I mean, I just thought uh graphic wise it was great and i actually when we we uh we land in scotland we are mm-hmm. we're hanging out you know as we do outside the tardis and we get this and i actually just made it uh the podcastica facebook cover we got a lot of beautiful wide shots of these mountains oh yeah i absolutely I mean, loved them yeah I, this this was a great use of location shooting and if you really think about this episode the budget must have been very small and I think they did something really wonderful with it. Uh, you know, this is probably something they kind of planned ahead about. It's going to be the end of the season. Funds are going to be a little short. So, you know, let's keep it practical. But when you look, think about it, I mean, a lot of it was outdoors, either forest or just these beautiful countryside shots. You did get some caves and you had the inside of one building, I think. But aside from that, it was it was very basic. There's uh, one part where Bill is, I think she's running away from Carr. I think in that that kind of foresty area mm-hmm. and i mm-hmm. was having uh flashbacks of uh mark of the ronnie when people were uh running through the forest and the landmines were turning them into trees oh wow oh god <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, how exactly. classic who it felt to me apparently oh wow very nice i i thought it was hilarious that bill fell down a hole again again <laughs> 
you know, and, and one thing that was neat about that too was there was the there was at least once or twice you get the monster's perspective, yes. and they really did some Evil Dead cam with that. Yes, they did, and that was amazing. <laughs> uh, was anyone worried when I, I guess they they you know said it was a crow, but I mean I kind of was like this looks like a raven. I guess I can't tell the difference between a crow and a raven. Was anyone worried when there was a a crow slash raven at the beginning saying doctor? I, I thought it was hilarious. I was very worried. I was like, oh, no, not again. Please and, go And away. am I crazy, or, or did later in the episode one of the crows actually shout rock star? Is that what it was? I hearing that? I mean, who knows? I don't know. That's my headcanon now one way or another. All right. Was, Sounds good to me. Was the doctor shown immediately after that? Um, I think so. Uh, I, I believe the crow says doctor and also says monster. Oh, maybe it's monster. That would be it was, more. It sense. was monster. Yeah, but, but I, like, I like I, I like Rockstar better. I wish so. <laughs> Capaldi's like, I'm taking you with me. Come into the TARDIS. Call me a Rockstar yes. all the time. <laughs> he runs back up to the room. What are you doing after all this? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's just him and a crow for the last yep. three episodes. <laughs> the crow is the only stay on character to, to, to Chibnall's series. There you go. Um, I'm kind of impressed that the sonic screwdriver did not come out at all this episode. Yeah, oh, no. thank you for mentioning that. I I was thinking about that halfway through, and and the trail of thought kind of left me. But but you're right though. Is he wasn't trying to shut down the portal with the screwdriver or anything like yeah. that? I I literally I have that note about maybe two thirds of the way through my notes. I was like, hey, hey, I haven't seen the Sonic yet. Huh? Yeah. Merchandising aside, I'd be I'd be more than happy if the, the screwdriver disappeared at this point. Go back to kind of a seventh doctor thing where he just doesn't have one. Yeah, you know, six seventh doctors never never really used it significantly, and and I think it kind of challenges the showrunners a little bit more. Um, but then again, I understand it, it'd be like saying Harry Potter without a wand at this point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that would not go well. Let's see here. I'm trying to I'm trying to see if. Um... I thought Nardole was great throughout this episode. I love that he's I'm, in I'm, his pajamas. Yes, I'm so glad that there's finally a cosplay that I can pull off now. <laughs> <laughs> but are you As willing to shave it. off your eyebrows and hair to do this one? No, but I am willing to go get that beanie and find some bigger glasses. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll it's... give you that much. But do I really want to run around, you know, sweltering Gallifrey uh, one, you know, with that crush of people in there? In a beanie and a bathrobe and PJs. It might it's be super gamble. Com- yeah, it might be super. It's always the gamble. You never know. <laughs> yeah. But Actually. yeah, I thought I thought he was a lot of fun in this story. I like the fact that the doctor's gone for a few days, comes back, and Nardal's just telling stories with his face painted. He's he's acclimated, <laughs> and he's not oh. looking for Bill. Yes, like he's not, clearly he has Bill, not looked for her. Uh, Mike, what do you think of uh, of Nardal just in general this season? Um, I considering I wanted nothing to do with him coming into it. Uh, he, I've been pretty impressed with Matt Lucas's work. I think some of the stories he's been scripted very well. Um, mm-hmm. I think he can be comic relief when used well, um, as well as he's just a decent plot device to have around. If he wasn't there, I don't know that I would miss him. But I think that in episodes like this, he does add a little bit of comedic flavor to it. Yeah, and I. You know, and, Go ahead, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, and the nice thing about the character also is that he can do some things that would maybe make the doctor seem silly. Um, yes. I, I think, you know, that Capaldi's kind of gone a little bit more comedic, but I think if he went as far as some of the stories have gone with Nardal, it just wouldn't work. So so having that character to kind of be the the clown or the, the jester, it, it's mm-hmm. good to have him there. Okay. And we yeah. talk about this. I think I feel like we've talked about this a in the last couple of episodes, the doctor hasn't seemed to really explain anything to bill. Like she, I mean, she always kind of figures it out. And I'm talking about when she's talking to the soldier and she's like, Oh, you're speaking English. And he says, what's Uh, English. So he hasn't told her anything. Like she doesn't know about that. I feel like she didn't know about the psych. um, Did she know about the paper, the psychic paper? Oh, I don't think he explained it. To I feel her. like and no, she she surely does not know what regeneration is. I don't know. I feel like he yeah, needs the, to explain some more things to her. Yeah, the regeneration stuff's been really strange, especially after she shot him in Lie of the Land. And uh, yeah, let's not even go there. Yep. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> it does come up again, right? 
Yeah. But you're right though, is is there's a lot that they're doing with her and with the doctor where where he isn't being as as much of a partner as more of that mentor figure. And it's interesting to to try to figure, is he holding this stuff back on purpose? Or is it just the way that it's worked out in the stories so far? Yeah, it almost seems like and I I mean, I I don't even want to say this out loud. It almost seems like she's not a companion. She is clearly a companion, but you know, like we we're to the point where most every but every other companion knows what's going on, knows kind of the whole story about the dot, or you know, he's always vague, obviously, but to a point, and it just kind of feels like she's along for the ride just because he wanted an excuse to not guard the vault. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, and and I think part of it too is that New Who has always been pretty much it's the Doctor and his best friend running around the universe. Yes, and this mm-hmm. relationship's very different. Yeah, this um, is this is very new friends. Yeah, it, you know, I mean, it's almost uh, the other way I could put it is if you want to think back to classic series, is there's something of a Seventh Doctor Ace vibe here uh, because he's mm-hmm. teaching her, he's taking her around the universe, showing her these things, but he's not explaining anything along the way. Yeah, um, there was some bit of that in the Ace and Seven yeah. Years. Yeah, so so I mean, it's. I think it's just so different from what we've seen in the previous nine seasons that it's really hard to to acclimate to it um, without some sort of explanation or or a little more feedback. Um, maybe, maybe it's just that after everything that's happened with this girl he can't remember and River and all that stuff, he is trying to still keep some degree of distance from her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's just not thought out very well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it could be. Could... I'm going to hope is the former. Yeah. I... And I mean, going to back to regeneration, he he does mention into the room. I don't even really die. I regenerate. And my note is, I guess that's an explanation. (laughs) I mean, I guess that's as good as she's going to get. At least for now. Yeah. Uh, You know, coming at that same kind of idea with the uh, the the telepathic circuit and the translation uh, coming at it from an audience point of view. I mean, obviously for me. You know, having watched for, what, 31 years now, it's just second nature. It's like, well, of course. But to actually watch Bill kind of intuit the whole thing out, I mean, that's nice. I'm I'm so used to, especially in New Who, stuff's just explained. You know, it, it's not a third doctor, I'll explain it later <laughs> and never explain it kind of thing. It, it literally is, oh, yeah, well, you know, here's where regeneration is. Here's Gallifrey. You know, here's how the telepathic circuit works, blah, blah, blah. To, to actually watch her kind of like, oh, hey, it's got to be a TARDIS thing. It's got to be this. It's got to be that. And the doctor's like, yep, good girl. Um, I like that. Oh, no, I lo- I absolutely love that, too. I just wish, I don't know. You should tell there's her some, some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. I, no, I understand where you're coming from because there's some more, you know, core aspects of the doctor that Bill seemingly is going to have to deal with in the next two, possibly three episodes. And... She hasn't necessarily gotten that kind of really, really laid on the table yet. I don't even think Gallifrey has come up. Well, you know, and one of the things, too, we don't know if she's going to be around for the regeneration or not. We but don't. one of the things, and this is maybe where Grand Moff Stephen is holding something back, but nice. maybe he's keeping the cards close to his chest because when she sees that there's the master as well as Missy, she's going to have to get her head around that. And especially if we see the master do something really evil he's going to have to explain that this is the same person. And even though that guy over there is evil, she's my friend again. So let's give her a break. Um, so whereas usually it's the other way around. Can I trust this new doctor? Maybe it's going to be, can I trust this Missy person when I see this other person who's so evil that's from her past? You know, that yeah. makes a lot of sense given the whole, like let's send, you know, Missy out on a test run uh, aspect of next week's episode. But we will get, we will get to that. I know, I know, we'll get to that. <laughs> Let's not. Welcome to Podcastica. We'll get to that. We'll get to yeah. that, yeah. Um, and I, and I, I, I hate to keep taking it out to like the larger season level, but one of the problems, I think, as far as the way the 12th Doctor's been portrayed this season, it reminds me a lot of some of the DC shows like Flash and Arrow and things like that, where they set up this mystery villain early on in the season, and so much of the season is just getting to the point where you find out who that villain is or what their their agenda is. And with Capaldi, I feel like he's really been on hold until all this Missy stuff really comes to fruition. First, it was very much who's in the vault. Now it's well, what's going to happen out of all this, especially when you already know that the Master's going to show up. So even yeah. though there's been some nice moments for him, I feel like his character's really been on hold until we get to whatever happens next week. Yeah, which should be 
Uh, we'll get we'll get we'll get to it. We'll yeah, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it's funny because you both mentioned it. I'm at, man, what is going to happen next week? But again, we'll get to it. So we mentioned the uh, you know the how Bill finds out about um, how she can understand uh, the Roman. I actually really loved the scene where we get um, everybody in a room and we uh, we talk it out. Because everyone can understand each other. And I don't... Has that ever been used? I don't think... I mean, it's obviously been used, but have they ever actually said, this is because the TARDIS can translate and we can all understand each other and let's, you know, talk out our problems. I don't know if they've ever actually directly said it. We just, as fans of the show, assume that's what happened. I I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. It languages the great, lo- you know, leveler of the playing field. Yeah. As to, as to whether it's happened or not, I don't remember the TARDIS ever being used to translate for everybody in a certain area. I know it tar- yeah. uh, the, the TARDIS crew can usually be translated, but I, I don't know. And that's a great question if there's been a story in the past that's explicitly laid that down. I loved that he was like, hey, y'all sound like children. <laughs> when they are all children. Yes, when they they, they really are. Didn't uh, the, was it, um, was uh, Lucius the one who was leading the, yeah. That was him, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. I'm the oldest. I'm 18. And Bill was like, okay, sit back down. I have some stuff to say. <laughs> Where somebody called him granddad. Yes. Yes. And 18. Yeah. Oh, geez. Oh, boy. I, you know what? I, I loved that whole scene in the cave where, you know, Bill's like, um, so, yeah, you know, you're going to play it low key, but yeah, I'm not, not into boys. And they're like, oh, well, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, the rest of us are. I think the it was Vi- Vi- it was uh was it Vitus? Was that his name? Vitus? I think so, yes. Yes. And yes. I hope that Lucius is like, well, I mean, Bill, if you want to be self-limiting, that's fine. Yeah. Well, I think Lucius was the one who said uh if she wanted to be limiting because because Vitus was the guy who made sure to point out I don't like all men, I like some men. Yes. Which which was a nice clarification, but <laughs> I, I think that was an interesting twist on audience expectation because of course, you know, we've already seen people react negatively to her race in the past. Yes. Um, so, so there was that brief moment where I kind of seized up and I'm like, Oh, Bill, don't just be careful. Be careful with what you're doing. And to have that expe- expectation kind of turned on its head and that they're kind of like, Oh, well, that's cool. It's different from how most of us do things, Yeah. Um, but not in the way you would expect. I, I thought that was a really neat, I can't say twist. It was just a neat use of history. Yes. No, absolutely. And it, and it, and it was all just played just like, well, yeah, that's just how it is, you know, normalizing it because it's normal folks. Yeah. And, and I also appreciate uh, Lucius's attitude that it was just it was kind of like the, the guy that was trying to hit on Bill and knock knock. He's just kind of like, oh, you, you like girls. OK, well, that's cool. You know, we're still friends. Yes. I, I think exactly. that's also something very important to see on television. Absolutely. Um, because, you know, I, I think for a lot of guys who are into science fiction and I'm just going to put this out there on broadcast, but a lot of guys who think of themselves as nice guys, that the moment a girl turns them down or says they're not interested a lot of them can really turn on a woman or just the, the whole nature of the friendship changes. So just to be able to see that quick moment where it's like, Hey, this is cool. No worries. I, I think mm-hmm. that's the kind yeah. of thing that's really normalizing and important to see. Agreed. Totally. Um, I love that. Uh, and we do this in, with a lot of doctor who I love that. Uh, we, f- we find out why crows say uh car or car. Yes. <laughs> That's always my favorite thing is when they're like, nope, we, it's because of the doctor. Um, I thought that was fun. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's one of those things that it's it's so silly. Um, but but at the same time, I mean, it's 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 fun. It's it's just I have to wonder at what point that came into it for Rona Monroe. Mm-hmm. Was that was that there from the start or was it something she developed as the story went on and kind of had a forehead slap moment? Uh, maybe this is just something she's been holding on to for decades, thinking it would be a fun thing to do. <laughs> Right. Yeah. But but yeah, I, that, that was a lot of fun and neat to see, as well as one that we didn't mention going back to the very start. But kind of thinking about that area with the giant stones and everything is the two young kids we see in the pre-credit segment. Yes. Um, the, the little girl listening to the sounds and, and the brother saying, you're going to get dragged to hell mm-hmm. and mom and dad will be mad at me about it. Um, yeah. that, that was just a really cute moment. And I loved it. Yeah. And I just thought that, that he didn't really care if she got dragged to hell or not. He just didn't want to take the fall for it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah and that they... was that was nice. And um, you know, I'm just I'm, I'm gonna jump back one step talking about Rona Monroe because that made me think of all the uh, 
series 10 riders that we know are going to be at Gallifrey one next year. I'm just going to jump the track slightly and then we'll, we'll jump back. Mike, I asked this of, uh, Lauren, a, a couple weeks ago, but, but who are you excited to see, uh, of the people revealed to be at Gallifrey one next year so far? Well, the big three, of course, for me, which is going to be Sophie Sylvester and then Lisa Bowerman, uh, who plays Bernice Summerfield, and she does tons of work for Big Finish as a writer and a producer as well, uh, mm-hmm. director. Um, Matt Fitton, who's been doing a lot of the Big Finish plays as far as writing, is going to be there. I- I'm really wanting to t- get some time with the Big Finish writers and just be able to find out more about kind of what goes into those stories and how they get produced. Um, mm-hmm. Because even though I listen to a lot of them, there's just not a lot of information out there on it. So, so all of that's pretty cool. Um, I really want to meet Noel Clark, who plays Mickey. Um, yes. I, to this day, I still think Mickey's one of the most underrated characters from Doctor Who. Um, and I've heard he's just a really cool guy to, to interact with. So, so it'll be fun to meet him. Um, right you know, and it's just the first the first block of guests. Yes, that's I know. That's so crazy. <laughs> um, you know, and, and of course, part of my hope is that because they have so many Seventh Doctor era people, I hope they bring Cartmel back again. Um, oh, that'd be really cool. Yeah. I'd, I, I would like to talk to him more about the, the Doctor Who Adventures. Uh, I think it's called Doctor Who Adventures. It's the Doctor Who Kids magazine, which unfortunately is getting canceled really soon. But he's done, gosh, seven or eight stories for that. And it features the Doctor with a talking horse as his sidekick. Perfect. Oh, nice. Yeah. So if you get a chance to track any of those down, those are a lot of fun. But, I'll, have, I'll have to look for those. But, but yeah, of course, that's I mean, he, he'd be on my list any any convention somebody I'd want to see. But yeah, um, you know, and, and who knows what's going to come up between now and then. I mean, there's just so many people who get added and so many cool opportunities. I'm, I'm just really excited. And we still have, what, eight months to go? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I said this when we were talking about it. Like you said, this is just the first block. And if they just were like, this is it, I think a lot of us would be like, yeah, OK, that's pretty good. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Totally. And, I, and I'll say this for Noel Clark, because I mean, I, I, all the more reason to be kind of uh, excited to see him and stuff. I mean, with this with this terrible like uh, tower fire uh, that happened in West London uh, a week or two ago, uh, he's been very active in uh, uh, helping out people and helping kind of get supplies and, and, and money and stuff. Because uh, I, I, from what I understand, that's kind of like the part of London that he grew up in. So that that's you know he's helping yeah. the people kind of of his neighborhood more or less uh, there. So big points to him. And and you know if if you out there can contribute something to uh, those folks, you know by all means do so. Yeah. Yeah. You know I, the UK has definitely been hit with some big tragedies over the last um, month or so. Oh, and, yeah. And 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 seeing the way that the people pull together and seeing how so many of the Doctor Who people as well like just just what they do and how they reach out it it is really neat to see. And it and it just really sets the the standard for how all of us should act when these kind of things hit, God forbid. But, you know, when these unfortunate incidents happen, you know, gosh, I sound like I'm proselytizing here, but it just no, but it no, really no, is. No. It's, a, it's about coming together as a community and seeing what you can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, nope. I mean, wow. I feel like we. Hmm? Oh, I just said, nope, you are spot on. With oh, that. I thought you said, hold on. Nope, don't hold on. <laughs> and I Let's went, wait, on. what happened? <laughs> so I feel like, I mean, we've we've talked about the episode, but we haven't really spoken to what actually happens in the episode <laughs> well i know you guys usually kind of have more of a sequential format and i came in and just threw everything off no so. you know why ever since we uh had our first guest on we've changed format oh okay so i'm not crazy then. no you are not no, no. Okay. we have kind of switched things up thank you lauren gallo for yes making things up with us well, you know, I mean, I think one of the key things to really consider is, is we had these two young figures who were leading their people. We had Carr and we had Lucius. Mm-hmm. And I thought both the actors did a really good job. Um, Carr especially, um, if this was an old Fossa role-playing game, she would be one of the characters listed as can join the crew at end of adventure. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't think at current who you – I don't know that modern who you could really bring a classic or a or – a, prehistory character like that forward but gosh it would be interesting i'd love it to would see try it. yeah that would that you know why if they're looking for a shake-up that's what you do i feel right that's, get yourself a leela 2.0 or something yeah, yeah. Well, well that or go back to a three-person crew and i guess mm-hmm. that's what we have right now but have it where they're actually equal companions and you know again get that dynamic where you have somebody from the modern era in the past 
or even go crazy like with Zoe and Jamie and have somebody from the future and somebody from the past. Yes. And nobody yeah. who's really from our modern era. Yeah. I'd love that. <laughs> well, and, and as I keep trying to impose classic who onto new who, one of the things I felt with this episode is that I really wanted more time. I, I, I don't get me wrong. I mean, I enjoyed this episode so much. It's probably going to end up being my favorite of the season, but I was thinking about it. And if you could have broken this into three 30 minute episodes or four 30 minute episodes, I think you could have had some more build with it and you could have spent more time with these characters who really deserved more time. Yeah, you know what? I, I did kind of notice as I was watching this episode, I said this went by like rather quickly, mm -hmm. which I mean, I, you know, that's fine. But yeah, I do agree with you. I could have used I could have used some more time with these characters. That would have been that would have been really cool. But yeah. And it's tough because I think when you have the two one hour episodes, you have to build a really dynamic cliffhanger. I mean, it's got to be Clara shooting a bazooka at the helicopter or something. You yes. know? I mean, it's got <laughs> it's to be something really intense, you know, and just like, oh, no, we're trapped in a cave and the monster's trying to get us. That's probably not going to cut it. No. Right. But 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 yeah, I just I feel like this is something that really could have been expanded upon. Um, I mean, gosh, I wish we still had novelization so I could read the further further version of that. But. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, I just, I just think yeah. there was so much good stuff here and that some of it just barely got skimmed and there could have been so much more to it. Um, I loved the slow motion walking into the, the, they didn't call it a portal, the gateway. Yes. I thought that was great when they all kind of I... decide, nah, we got to do this. And the doctor's like, no, you guys are dumb. And they're like, whatever, we're going <laughs> in, we're going in, we're going to play music for eternity. And that's funny because that was one of those moments as they were walking in there where I went, oh, my God, this I'm getting a, a really just powerful classic who vibe off this. Like the, the we have to walk into this portal. I mean, if it had, if it, they had done it in like a poor blue screen effect, it would have been probably more powerful than that. <laughs> than pushing that classic who vibe on us. But, you know, floppy monsters and bad blue screen. I mean, it's kind of go, they go I hand know. in hand, but. All we needed yeah, was a I rock quarry. We just needed a rock quarry, and we would have been fine. I know. We got caves. <laughs> we got. We did get caves, which is also is also great. And I loved Bill. You know, did uh, for did anyone for one second think because I actually didn't see who hit the doctor? I thought it was Bill for a second, <laughs> and I went, you know, "Whoa!" I had to rewind it. I went, "Wait a second. Yeah. But I did enjoy that she was like, "Hey, you're wrong." Okay, this is their fight. Mm -hmm. yeah. Calm it down over here. Yeah, and I, and I enjoy the way that all came together. I mean, you mentioned before the scene where everybody's in the big room together, but I like that the doctor's broken it down to them and said, you know, yes, you've got a reason to be angry and you have a reason to be angry, but that monster out, out there is going to kill everybody. So which side do you really want to be on? Yeah, uh, that was such a great doctor moment to just be able to break it down. And I like the fact that the story didn't have an easy answer. Um, you know, I mean, yes, the Romans pillaged things like that. And when they came to these countries, they did bring modern conveniences and, and a higher quality of life after killing and pillaging, um, you know, and then here we have this young tribe leader who's unleashed a monster that wiped out thousands of soldiers. So again, is, is in some stories that really would have been drawn as this is a despicable evil person. And that wasn't the case here. You had two people fighting with their way of life, um, and they probably both made some choices that weren't the greatest along the way. But in the end, they chose to defend humanity rather than picking a side or or letting the doctor fight the fight for them. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. And I, and I totally agree with what you're saying. But but as I was watching that same scene, I, I I don't know if I'm the only person who had this recollection of I think it was Reagan back in the 80s saying it's like, you know what? Humanity's not going to come together and stop fighting amongst themselves unless we have an, like an alien that we need to unite against and here we have that exact situation yeah I, I i don't remember that specifically being a reagan quote but i know that was part of the big plot of watchmen the the famous comic you know was oh okay yeah you know it's sort of if we introduce this element then maybe that's enough to get the world to to stand down and, and work together oh god knowing my luck it probably wasn't reagan someone's gonna tweet at me no it's no, no it, it could have yeah, been i but, don't but... remember i thought it was but <laughs> anyway but yes we, it, for some reason that popped in my head while i was watching this last night so, we go back to the TARDIS, <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, Missy's just hanging out in there, and Nardole is not happy, and then Bill isn't happy, and the doctor's like, hey, everybody calm down. <sighs> and... Being a TARDIS mechanic, apparently. Yes. 
She's part of the crew now, I guess. And uh, crying Missy is crying. And the doctor tries to, he, he kind of tries to call her bluff about crying a little bit. <laughs> and man, I don't know. Uh, what right. do you guys, what do you guys think? Do you think this is, this is Missy turning towards, I think Taylor, you said, I believe it was last week that you said, or the, or maybe the week before that you said, you think that when the miss, when, uh, when the master shows up that all of this work, all of this, uh, I guess detox, if you will, <laughs> this repentance, yes, uh, is just going to be undone. And I guess if they're dancing together in the preview that we didn't see, man, you're probably yeah. right. I'm still, I think I'm still kind of leaning that way. I mean, I, I feel like seeing this end scene in this episode, I mean, I, I feel like, like genuinely she is feeling at least some of this stuff. I, th- I think she is kind of learning to see some things in a different way. Although I do have to wonder because it, you know, there's the line about never learn to hear the music. I'm like, hello, sound a drum. Yeah. <laughs> I think she was hearing music quite a lot, dude, but you know, oh, what? Gotten about that. Yeah, I, w- I was waiting for the drums to kick in any moment. Right? I probably would have just like, I don't know. Oh, well, I was watching it on my PC. I wouldn't have had anything to throw. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but I do feel like, I almost feel like soft-spoken Missy is almost more scary than when she gets a little loud and shouty. No, I, I can see that. Um, uh, it, it's kind of a little sad ahead. because I've loved the Missy character and I feel like she's in the, I, I still enjoy it, but she's in this kind of diminished role where she's not yeah. acting as outrageously. She's very reserved this season. Um, so I it feels like we're not getting something we really want. Well, I mean, over the next two episodes, we might get a lot of <laughs> what we want from her. Um, well, I, I think one of the critical things too is, is it looked like she was going to embrace the doctor or something and he really pulled back. I mean, he just flinched really hard. And, and I wonder if that's going to be what the arc is, that even though he's trying to redeem her and he's trying to change her, he still doesn't trust her. And could he ever? Yeah. You know, very um, true. So so I wonder if that's going to be a piece of it. Um, I mean, my own guess, just rolling the dice here, I think that she's going to redeem herself in the end. But I think it's going to be pretty shaky getting to that point. Yeah. And I loved the uh, the hope. Hope is hard to resist line because he hopes, but mm-hmm. he doesn't know. Ain't that the truth, right? And yeah, I I mean that's that's pretty much uh, this episode. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I believe we we've all stated that we did enjoy it as well. Um, do we want to talk about that next time? <laughs> I mean, yeah. let's do it. I mean, I don't know. That's just. I mean, Taylor, what you told what you told us about the the preview we didn't see is. Um, Man, I think that would have blown my mind even more than just seeing him for, like, what was it, five seconds? Yeah. Not even five seconds. Give us a kiss. Uh, And I've seen seen people, and I'm not sure if they're serious or joking, on Twitter wanting to see both Missy and the Master kiss the Doctor. And I'm like, sure, why not? I mean, if we're going to go bonkers, let's go bonkers. Um but uh, yeah, the I mean, what have we got next week? We have got a four hundred mile long spaceship reversing away from a black hole because it must have turned the corner like a limo in a bad, you know, crowded city and went, oh wait, <laughs> one way street. Let's back up, guys. Now, and I think at one point we even see um, Bill kind of like in the hospital gown and holding one of the you know IV things and. Going down the hall, where I believe we've got all these, you know, Mondasian Cybermen oh, yeah. incubating or whatever. Very exciting. There's so much going on now. We, uh, the Doctor, in in the preview for uh, World Enough and Time, is he mentions a scenario. We're going to put her in a scenario. Now, do we think that this is a that he's maybe borrowed some technology from the monks to make this scenario. Oh, I really hope not. I really hope not as well, because that just sets up a whole situation where I can now go into each episode and be like, I can't trust that this is reality. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's I, a great question. Like yeah. It, it really goes back to everything we've seen so far and, and it's a possibility. I um, mean, with, I, I, 
I just hope not. Um, I, unless we get the master somehow infiltrated that simulation, so, something to add some real threat to it. Well, I'm saying he might be, he's a part of it. Maybe the doctor puts him there to test her. Oh gosh. I, know. I, I think people I, would feel really ripped off by that. Well, I, I'm not, I'm not shooting down your theory. <laughs> no, just, I know. I just, but it's just one of those things where it's like, it would be certainly an easy way to do it. Um, yeah. But it would kind of be like teasing a multi-doctor story and then realizing all it is is a three-minute flashback to a previous episode or a previous adventure we never saw. Yeah. I, I, I would rather like to think that, you know, the doctor's like, well, you know, let's let's kind of basically, you know, send send her on a test run. Here's this situation I know about. And, you know, I, I because he's been so overconfident at times, I know everything that, that happens in this. So let's go ahead and send her into it. And then he's wrong. He's being overconfident and, you know, stuff isn't taken into consideration and everything goes to heck. Yeah. yeah well, and is... that also raises another question you mentioned. I know everything that happens. Is Missy mm-hmm. going to remember what happened in the past with her previous incarnation? Hmm. You know, there's always that wibbly wobbliness with whether Time Lords do or don't remember what happened. You know, yeah. sometimes it's only the current incarnation, which we assume is Missy. So maybe she will, maybe she won't. I still love the idea of her killing the master and having him regenerate into Missy. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> that would be would great. Be better is if she is if uh, is if he killed her and she regenerated into Derek Jacoby. So <laughs> just completely blow the timeline. Well, I did oh, see. Yeah. I was I was fooled by something I saw on I think it was Twitter, and I actually all caps messaged Taylor. Did you see the yeah. thing about the finale? And I had thought that um, we were going to get all three of the masters somehow. In oh, okay. That was, and I did some more research, and I went, oh, he's he's going to be on Big Finish and not on the actual show. <laughs> now, I do find it interesting that, that the basically the, the, I don't know, I can't really call it a poster because it's not a poster, but the, basically the, the, the picture that they've released for this next episode mirrors the day of the doctor, but instead of having, you know, 10 and uh, no, uh, you know, 10 and 11 and the war doctor, uh, they've got Missy and the master, you know, nice and big. And they've got uh, 12 kind of down there between them. And I don't know if that's supposed to mean something or not, but there you go. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we will see indeed. Um, Perhaps it'll end with all the masters coming together and, and uh, you know, you'll have the big tape machine and the pillar. Um, all these different master TARDISes will fly towards and bring Gallifrey back. And CG Delgado and, and yeah. CG Ainley and Peter Pratt and the burnt mask and the all that man stuff. And... <laughs> they just, they should. <laughs> I'd love to see that. Oh, yeah. that's, that's now my dream. Anything less than that. And I don't accept it. <laughs> um, Mike, do you got anything to plug? Got any plugs? No, got I, any? Uh... You no, know, I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm just kind of in the wind at the moment. Um, I might have some more stuff coming in the future. I'm kind of working on some ideas, but uh, you know, on on occasion, I do pitch in, like you said, at the Doctor Who Show podcast. Um, Time Scoop is still on hold. Life is crazy, but I think the important thing I've learned this week is that uh, you know, some people carry around jelly babies. I'm just going to start carrying around unpopped popcorn. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Amen to that. That was such a great... That was great. Because because don't we all carry unpopped popcorn with us just for no good reason? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, but mine's the microwavable type. It doesn't work as well on a fire. No. Well, you know, and when you're traveling back to to Roman times, why not break microwave popcorn? Yeah, why not? (laughs) Why not? I mean, it just, it seems logical. Uh, Where can the people find you on Twitter or any other social medias? Yeah, um, you can find at TimeScoopCast, which occasionally gets some updates. Uh, but for the most part, you'll find me at M.A. Solko. That's M-A-S-O-L-K-O. And I post there about Doctor Who, Twin Peaks, some wrestling on occasion, God forbid, um, and <laughs> hey. just other silly shenanigans. So that's the best place to track me down. Perfect. So, um, well, I mean, thank you for joining us before I go into the plug. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you guys. You know, you've got a wilderness year coming up again here in the near future. So, yeah. so Sorry if you ever that. get back or if you ever get back around to that idea, you mentioned once about trying to rank the best doctor. Oh, jeez. Let, let me know. We did that. Didn't I said we should yeah. do that. Didn't we? <laughs> well, I also suggested a, uh, a review of trial of the time Lord, complete with drinking. So, I do remember you know. that. I do remember that. 
Uh, we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get yeah, just, there. Just if you do the trial of, of a time lord, just try to find a way to have it zoom in on your faces at the end of every podcast. <laughs> that yes, that absolutely works fantastic for that medium. Do they? Yes, if you can find a way to do that via audio, that's your best bet. Do they make when they zoom in? Is there a sound effect? We could just pull that sound effect. I'm pretty sure there's like a, a big audio bombastic moment. And Perfect. Then it drops out. We'll just thing. <laughs> we'll just pull that. And that's how the ep- it'll just the episode will just end abruptly. <laughs> like there will be no there will be no plugs or anything. No outro. No, it'll just end. Yeah, but but I'd miss the Y axis. So. That's true. You would. Great yeah. band. So you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter uh, at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter at Apex Buddha. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search Podcastica, look for the Galfrain writing, and give us a give us one of the old five star reviews. You know, Dave Meltzer used to give five star reviews, so just continue on in his honor with the uh, the five stars. You can't give six and a quarter, though. I'm sorry, that was a joke for me and Mike. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, subscribe to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G and head on over to N-O-T-L-G.spreadshirt.com buy one of our podcast shirts. We would appreciate that so much. Uh, and check out the Y-Axis. They do our music uh, on Twitter at the Y-Axis, Facebook.com slash the Y-Axis, Y-Axis.bandcamp.com and they're also on Spotify. And that is it for us this week. So join us again next week as we talk about World Enough in Time. And we will see you guys then. Bye. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Look what, what? at that. Look at that. Thank you, Irving, and hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica here on NOTLG.com. We, I don't even know where I'm going from here because there's too many notes ahead, so I didn't see everything that I wanted to see. God damn it. (laughs) There's our outtake.